welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I'm the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics, which recently reported on the Identiverse conference in Colorado. Our own Doug O'Gordon was on the show floor at the event, speaking to the leaders in biometrics and identity, and that's why on this special episode of ID Talk, he interviews Jordan Burris, Senior Director of Product Market Strategy for the Public Sector at SoCure. Burris starts off by highlighting SoCure's unique graph-based approach to identity verification, before digging into how the downturn in markets affects the business of preventing fraud. He goes on to detail how the IDV boom that we've seen over the past few years has affected SoCure, and he concludes by arguing for the responsibility of vendors and their customers to put transparency and consent first when dealing with users' identity. SoCure is leading the charge for digital identity in the public sector, and Burris is a great speaker on the topic, so let's get straight to the interview. Here is Fine Biometrics' Doug O'Gordon in conversation with SoCure's Jordan Burris, recorded live at Identiverse. Hi, Fine Biometrics listeners. Doug O'Gordon here. I'm at Identiverse 2022, and I'm with Jordan Burris, who's with SoCure. He's the... Senior Director for Product Market Strategy for Public Sector. Welcome. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah. How's the show? Uh, it, the show's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, a lot of diverse perspectives being presented this year and really the opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into what we're seeing evolving in the market today. Sure. And uh, what, what are you showcasing here? What is SoCure showcasing at Identiverse? And uh, what have been some of the highlights so yeah, far? Yeah. So with SoCure, we're talking about really our graph-defined approach to identity verification, uh, which really allows us to help maximize auto approvals and minimize uh, fraud risk overall for our customers, also while reducing uh, friction. Um, additionally, I have the pleasure of speaking on a panel uh, today where we evaluate whether or not the recent uh, debacle around facial recognition is going to have an adverse impact on identity verification overall. Uh, and so uh, with that, we're really going to explore, you know, kind of what led us to this moment and what do we see is looking forward uh, as it relates to the usage of the technology. Yeah, it's kind of facial recognition today with the sessions. There's a lot of facial recognition sessions um, on, on this third day of the show. Uh, so, so this year we've seen a, a major demand uh, and growth for identity and biometrics in especially air travel, hospitality, and retail sectors, as well as hybrid workplace security. What are the vertical markets that SoCure is seeing as uh, you know, the new traction markets for 2022? Where are you seeing the growth? Uh, so we, we, we view identity really as critical infrastructure overall, right? And, and it's something that should be prioritized across all markets. Now, as markets continue to shift along with consumer behaviors, we also see that there's growth in a number of uh, different types of use cases uh, for, for the solutions that exist today. For an example, uh, when markets are downtrending, in particular, you, you typically will see a uh, rise in uh, fraud attacks, which then gives way to the need for more accurate identity verification overall. A lot of this was made bare very recently uh, when the select committee, uh, Senate Select Committee for the coronavirus crisis uh, highlighted that you know during the course of the pandemic there was over 163 billion dollars uh, worth of unemployment uh, and insurance fraud that took place a lot of it stemming from identity verification challenges overall 
So notably for SECURE, one of the areas that we're um, looking to tackle is helping uh, state and federal uh, agencies and the public sector market, along with a number of uh, customers across uh, various commercial uh, markets as well, combat some of the systemic challenges that we continue to see uh, with identity verification. Uh, we know that the usage of man and war views, uh, knowledge-based authentication, uh, document-centric uh, verification, uh, and what would be over-reliance on credit data it is really, you know, it, it's it is imprecise and it's unreliable ultimately uh, and it's something that needs to change uh, and so when we look to uh, what we're doing in the public sector we view it in particular we view it as our civic duty to help increase equitable access to digital services overall uh, and in striving to do that um, we're you know not even taking you know just this is something that could be applied just to public sector whether you're talking to a government agency or an enterprise overall and a commercial uh, market, there's kind of this recognition that, you know, something has to be done to change the game overall. Like we have to kind of stop, you know, relying on these outdated technologies uh, and, and, you know, chart a new course uh, for them in particular. And so that's something that we're locked in from a mission standpoint to help achieve. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we strive to be the, the, the first company to help eliminate identity fraud off the internet. And, and it's something that, you know, we're working aggressively uh, towards. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah, all the old sleepy stuff isn't working anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, the, the past few years we've also seen a soaring popularity in contactless biometrics, onboarding, and uh, IDV technology, and the emergence of mobile ID. How have recent trends affected your company, and what do you see as uh, the, your major differentiator um, in this current landscape? So. You know, it's it's interesting to see you know the advent of new technology or you know enhancements to technology and, and how that you know impacts what would be the the user journey or the the customer lifecycle overall. Uh, what I'll say is that you know even though the, there's new pieces that are coming into focus, there's still a lot that we have to get right that hasn't been necessarily solved. So you know one of the things I was talking about was the over reliance on credit data for the purpose of identity verification. Uh, in particular, you know, there's over 35% of the country today are effectively locked out or they're, they're, they're unable to apply for traditional credit. Uh, and, you know, with an over-reliance on credit uh, data in particular, you, you're, you're leaving them out of the system, the ecosystem in particular. Um, one thing that we pride ourselves on at Secure is being able to verify really what would be those populations that are traditionally left out of the system, right? So independent of, uh, uh, you know, background, socioeconomic class, race, gender, et cetera, we go further and deeper in being able uh, to verify those individuals and bring them into the forefront and more, uh, forefront and, and more of a kind of hypothetical exercise um, that we've been doing based on you know the work that we've been doing with a number of our customers is that if you were to apply our approach to the financial industry in particular, you could almost more than double uh, the amount uh, of individuals who are being brought into the system that are traditionally left out. So while there is, yes, a lot of talk on you know, where things may be going, I, I always like to try to take a step back and say, we still have a lot of work to do on some of the basics mm -hmm. that haven't been solved. And uh, you know, with, with what we're bringing to market here at SoCure, I definitely think it's a great opportunity uh, for, for organizations to, to really change uh, their dynamics internally and, and chart a new course. Because you're a public sector government guy, this will be a good question to ask you. The next one. Uh, with the increasing regulations around privacy and high-profile controversies affecting public perception around biometrics and identity, 
Uh, there's a widespread notion that education is key for continued success in our industry. How does your organization approach educating users about the safe, ethical use of biometrics for identity? So first and foremost, it starts with uh, transparency, right? Anyone who is working in this space or anyone who is supporting public sector in particular, it's incumbent on them uh, to have transparency in their practices and how they're using technologies and what the purpose is behind them. Same thing can be said of any organization that is uh, acquiring these services uh, ultimately. Having that level of transparency with the public uh, is, is necessary, uh, else you have a situation where uh, you have kind of this uh, over, over uh, this backlash that comes when new technology gets introduced. Um, and it's also important for those of us in the space to, to be very clear what we mean in terms of the types of technologies that we're using, right? Whether or not we're using um, biometrics for the purpose of uh, facial verification or doing that one-to-one -one match or if we're using it for the purpose of doing a one-to-many match, right? Each one of those um, have their place and they have specific use cases that uh, give rise to them, but uh, when you start to conflate the usage of them in any ecosystem, that is what erodes public trust uh, ultimately. Uh, and then, you know, to, to, to wrap it up, what I would say is that when, you, when you're looking at the public sector um, or any, you know, public-facing service in particular, you have to recognize that, you know, consumer choice uh, is ultimately what should drive a lot of decision-making there. And so uh, folks shouldn't have to necessarily be forced into doing things that they would otherwise be comfortable, uh, un uncomfortable with. Uh, they should always have a, an option uh, in order to, uh, how they would, you know, verify or prove who they are uh, ultimately, right? And so as you're looking at the types of tools or technologies that might be uh, deployed, whether it be biometrics or others, it's a question of, you know, is it opt-in, opt-out uh, type conversation? And then what do you do in the event that they do opt-out, right? Um, and how do you strengthen your program overall? And is there, you know, even the possibility that you can passively verify them, uh, which is something a lot of legacy solutions today can't do, uh, and they're beholden to what would be some of the biometrics sure. in particular. And so, uh, when when you're able to, you know, find solutions like the like what we're able to do with Secure that can passively verify someone with a high degree of accuracy, uh, without the over reliance on biometrics, we evaluate it as more of a, an additional signal, if you will, in, in managing. Uh, identity and fraud risk, um, you're able to have more, basically a more powerful solution for the public, which is able to drive kind of a, a seamless integration between what would be that overall um, trust, uh, transparency, uh, and the, the uh, security and user experience. And you make it mobile, touchless, and frictionless, and they don't even know it's happening, and that's what's going to win. Exactly. So. Exactly. Well, awesome. I, I, I will be at your panel today. Fantastic. And uh, thank you, you for your time right now, but uh, hope you have a great rest of your show. All right. Thanks for talking to Doug. Cheers. All right. And so concludes our conversation with Jordan Burris, Senior Director of Product Market Strategy for Public Sector at SoCure. Learn more about the topics in this episode by visiting SoCure.com. And for more identity expert interviews from Identiverse, stay posted to findbiometrics.com. Thank you to Jordan for participating in this episode, and thank you to Doug O'Gordon for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm -hmm.